Hello, everyone. Welcome back to LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast, and I am Stephanie Colvin, your host, coming to you from Southern California. This is our third episode. I'm so very excited. I have really enjoyed this process, and I'm looking forward to this episode, um, which is going to be on obedience. We started off with our first episode being about faith and tender mercies, followed up by our second episode about hope. And this is our third episode about obedience. In John chapter 14, verse 15, it says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. Further, in John chapter 15, verse 10, we are taught that Christ declared, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. In Abraham chapter 3, verses 24 through 25, Christ reveals to us, We will make an earth whereon these may dwell, and we will prove them herewith to see if they will do all things whatsoever the Lord their God shall command them. Clearly, we are taught and shown in these verses that keeping His commandments and being obedient shows our love for our Savior and Father in heaven, that we will abide in His love even as He has abided in Father's love by keeping His commandments, that this time on earth is a proving ground to see if we will do all that they have commanded us to do. Our beloved prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, has said, Obedience brings success. Exact obedience brings miracles. It is sweet obedience that gives us freedom in this world and invites prosperity and a foundation for miracles to occur. There is no greater example of obedience than our Savior, Jesus Christ. We have only to look at Him and look to Him, and we can know the source of all truth, what we should do, and the choices we need to make for ourselves, which affect our eternal salvation, our eternal life, for He is our ultimate exemplar. For obedience is action, action of choices and decisions we must and need to make. It is in obedience to the doctrine of Jesus Christ that builds our treasures in heaven. After all, we will spend eternity there. Surely a greater time in heaven than this short time of trial and testing and proving to return home to live once again with Jesus Christ and our Father and Mother in Heaven. At the age of 19, I found myself pregnant with my first son. I knew and was taught the law of chastity, and I honored that law in my life until I met my first love, my son's father. I thought I knew everything and was ready for the consequences of my choices. Uh, It's the joys of being young and naive. I actually didn't think I could get pregnant and was told by my OB that pregnancy would be very difficult for me. So you can only imagine my shock when I found out that I had a baby growing inside me. I was so frightened, surprised, lost, disheartened, as I had just got accepted to the college of my choice and now my life was taking a turn in a direction I had not considered. 
I remember telling my mom about the baby and I was so scared to tell her. I didn't want to disappoint her, but knew that she would be disappointed. I didn't want that look of shame or embarrassment from her. Um, my mom and her opinion of me mean so very much. And it was heartbreaking to have to tell my parents what I had done and the forever result of my poor choice in engaging in intimacy when I wasn't ready. I really was not ready whatsoever. I've spent most of my life responding to my life decisions instead of thinking them through and planning. It's one of the downfalls or pitfalls of living in the moment. However, a mistake that I do not regret. As with all decisions, if handled with a repentant and humble heart, we can be forgiven, and it's through that forgiveness from the great gift of the atonement from our Savior that we can find so much good out of so much bad, so much trial, and so much hard. Make no mistake, and I'm sure you guys know how hard it is being here, but also how joyful it can be as well. The pregnancy, of course, was very difficult for me. I didn't want the baby at first. Um, I was bitter for some time. I was very young and had a very hard pregnancy. Uh, he never dropped. He wanted to stay in there forever, it felt like. And when I finally was induced, and after 12 hours of labor, they decided to do a C-section. And that was very scary for me because I had planned on a natural birth. They had found that my pelvic bone was way too small to push a baby out, and now they had to cut me open. The doctor didn't do a great job with the anesthesia, and I felt the first slice and screamed. They immediately put me out, and I woke up to a brand new baby boy that was very sick in the neonatal unit. He had a bubble over his head to help him breathe. Uh, he was three weeks overdue, so there were some, com some complications, and my husband at the time asked me if I wanted to see the baby, and I said, yes, of course. I was doped up on morphine for the excruciating pain and wheeled in the gurney to see my son for the very first time. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to feel. Um, I, I do remember being a bit indifferent because I was so young and scared. I was heavily medicated and I didn't know how I was ever going to be a good mother because I didn't think I could have children. Then they turned the corner with me and my gurney and I first saw this bubble. And then as they continued to push me further in and I could see more of the bed and the baby, I, I noticed this good sized baby because he was actually just under nine pounds. We have big babies in our family. I looked at him and he looked at me and it was love at first sight. And I have been hooked ever since. I love my sons so much. And little did I know that I had this ability within me. As I say, so much good can come out of so much bad, and I was blessed that day with my reason to live and to push and to endure. I learned very quickly that I wanted to be the best I could be for this helpless, sweet baby, and the first year was just absolute bliss for me. Uh, for me, it really showed how much Heavenly Father knew me. I felt kind of aimless before I had my son. But once I had him, I had a clear focus and direction to push forward in. I look back on that now and I see lots of hard as we struggled with 
money, a good place to live, the basic necessities of life. I can see, of course, if I had only been obedient to the cheap teaching of chastity, it wouldn't have maybe been so hard and such a challenge. You know, I don't know, but I do know that when I'm obedient, I receive many blessings that I could have never even imagined myself. But here I was, young and a mom with a man I wanted to make life work with. Well, I had hoped I could, but I was so clueless and just ignorant to a lot of things about life. I found mercy from my Father in heaven, even in my poor choices, yet I have learned the value of obedience. Our lives could have been so much easier, so much more enriched and blessed from that sweet obedience. However, I was not at the point to give it up to God yet and to find his will. To understand the transcendent gift of obedience and its wonderful miracles that follow, for faith precedes the miracle, I had to give up my will and look to God. Sure, we made it, we endured it, and sure, we made the most of it. But I have learned it is in obedience that we have protection, divine protection, and guidance. In obedience, We have peace and strength. During this time of my life, it became in part my Gethsemane moment. Thankful for the mercy of my loving Heavenly Father in Heaven and the patience of an omniscient God, I am grateful for my Redeemer who gave me the ultimate gift of repentance and through the gift of the Atonement. I was empowered to rise to the occasion the best I could. And what an opportune time with this being Easter weekend coming up to really reflect on the resurrection and all of his love for us, everything that he's gone through to redeem us, to pay our debts, to help us overcome our mistakes and transgressions. I at one time looked at him as a big brother. Now I understand that I belong to him. I am always grateful for the light of Christ in my life. We had made it as my son is now 27. And of course he has a younger brother who's 25, but man was life so very hard. I did not return to the gospel until 2013 And it was 1992 when I had my first son and then 94 with my second son. So by 2013, my sons were grown. It's my lack of obedience that I carry the heavy responsibility for my children not being in the gospel. So naive, so stupid, however not hopeless. For God and Christ are living hope. So... I press forward. So what is obedience in the context of the gospel? Let's discuss a little bit what it is and why it's so important. Um, I love looking up definitions because they really help me to feel the meaning of, for example, my patriarchal blessing. Um, Words in there that I've looked up have really helped me to absorb my patriarchal blessing and understand it better, but also 
feel closer to my Savior and my Heavenly Father and truly understand that this patriarchal blessing is meant for me, that it is straight from my loving Heavenly Father. In the Oxford Dictionary, it defines obedience as compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. Whereas in the Guide to the Scriptures, it says obedience is doing God's will. Putting these together, it is clear the expectation, but some would say obedience to God robs them of their agency, their right to choose to live life as they see fit, or it limits them and their joy of life, or whatever reason they come up with to justify their choice. They may or may not even know that they're being disobedient. It depends on whether or not they have the knowledge. I get it. You know, I've been there. I also know the consequences of obedience, and it's too good, too divine to ignore. Submitting to God's will, adopting His will as our own, is a sweet, spiritual, revelatory process. There is no better way to spend our life on earth other than remaining close to our Father in heaven through His Spirit the Holy Ghost, and actively choosing to follow Him. It takes study, commitment, devotion, courage, conviction to live a life that is pleasing to Father. Our desires of the heart must be to be faithful and obedient. Obedience can be so contrary in a world of instant pleasure and and do what makes you happy, what feels good, that we have to be very proactive about obedience. What helps me is ensuring that my priorities are set in life. Who do I make important or what do I make important? So first for, for, for me is my God, which is Father in heaven. Then my advocate and redeemer, Jesus Christ. Then my husband and my children and so on. Am I perfect at this? Heck no. It is a work in continual progress that I'm sure will last my life. But guess what? It's in progress. I am doing, I'm acting and I'm dedicated. I will always be devoted for the rest of my life, however imperfectly, and I accept that for God, knew we would make many mistakes in life. He knows already what they are and how we will respond. He's provided for and allotted us all the space we need to make our choices, to decide who we follow. As it says in Luke chapter 16, verse 13, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. We also have the book of Alma, chapter 5, verse 39, and it says, And now if ye are not the sheep of the good shepherd, of what fold are ye? Behold, I say unto you that the devil is your shepherd, and ye are of his fold. And now who can deny this? 
Behold, I say unto you, whosoever denieth this is a liar and a child of the devil. The warnings of the doctrine are clear. Who do we choose? In the book of John in the New Testament, and I absolutely love this book, um, chapter 8, verses 31 through 32, it, it tells us that if, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and truth shall make you free. In the context of this verse, free is liberty, knowing truth, for all truth belongs to Christ, gives us freedom. He teaches nothing but truth. Truth and obedience to truth leads us back home. After all, isn't that the goal of this proving ground and this time on earth? Obedience also gives us peace. It is for our protection, but also teaches us about the order of heaven, the laws, justice, and mercy, for obedience is true freedom. Brigham Young is one of my favorites, and I love to read his words. He said, quote, There is no truth but what belongs to the gospel. It is life, eternal life. It is bliss. It is the fullness of all things in the gods and in the eternities of the gods, end quote. The adversary would have us believe otherwise, and we can see plainly in the world what shows us that obedience seems to be a carefree choice, and it simply is not when considering the eternal consequences. When my husband was taking the, discuss the discussions as an investigator and decided to get baptized, we were instructed to refrain from intimacy and wait until after our marriage, of course. Um, we decided that when it came to our daily hygiene, that we would use separate bathrooms and be modest in our clothing, especially at bedtime. We actually had this conversation. It was completely contrary to any experience I had before, and this is what obedience does. It purifies, it consecrates, it builds desires within us to be virtuous. We actually grew in our respect for each other and love. It was exhilarating to find innocence in our relationship, which was formed in not such an innocent experience. Obedience and desire to obedience changed us. It changed us individually and collectively. We started to become purified, and it was a, such a wonderful feeling because all things that we are taught in the gospel of Jesus Christ come from heaven, and it always feels so wonderful, so supernal. I remember feeling as if I was on cloud nine and everything was just right in the world. You cannot put an earthly price on this divine peace that comes from listening and obeying. A perfect example of obedience is Alma Jr. He was blessed from his father's faith, who prayed for his awakening to all truth. He was changed from a persecutor of the Lord's people to a champion for the Lord's people. And this is what obedience to the gospel and doctrine of Jesus Christ can do. Moroni ran for almost 40 years, hiding from the Lamanites who sought to kill him. And while he was running for his life, he was obedient to the commands of the Lord. He kept records. He received revelation. He followed all directions from God. He hid the plates 
and he fulfilled the measure of his creation. And then we have Abraham, who took his son Isaac to be sacrificed as he was instructed to do so by God, and at the last moment was saved by the Spirit telling him to stop. His test of faith and obedience had been completed as his son was replaced by a ram. I am happy I don't have to be tested in that way, but the point is, we have so many examples in the scriptures and beyond with the abundant resources available to us as members of Christ's church. We can do this, and it starts with desire. In 1 Nephi chapter 17, verse 3, it says, And thus we see that the commandments of God must be fulfilled. And if it so be that the children of men keep the commandments of God, he doth nourish them and strengthen them and provide means whereby they can accomplish the thing which he has commanded them. Clearly the teaching here is that as we keep that sweet obedience, that we are extremely blessed for God knows exactly what we must do, what we need to do, and even what we would like to do. He nourishes us, he strengthens us, and he provides a way to accomplish everything that he's asked us to do, for he qualifies us. When we are obedient to the will and command of God, what can we expect in return? We need to know and understand that we receive more than we could ever give. But to God, our giving or willingness to be obedient is enough for Him. Through obedience to the commandments, we are bonded to Him, and He is bonded to us. We are taught that we will have peace, strength, that we will abide in his love. We also know that we will prosper. We will be given opportunities to serve so that we may grow and continue to progress as was meant to be during this proving experience. As it says in John chapter 8, verse 31 through 32, true freedom comes only from following him. We had protection promised to us as taught in Mosiah chapter 2, verse 31. And it says, If ye shall keep the commandments of my Son, or the commandments of God which shall be delivered unto you by him, ye shall prosper in the land, and your enemies shall have no power over you. It's very important to remember this in these latter days and all that we endure currently and will endure in the future. We must teach our children that obedience is key to enduring and surviving this trial. It's so important that they understand that. Revelation comes, and at times, at rapid rates through our chosen obedience. The prophet has continually told us to hear him. We can hear him through our active choices of obedience and the blessings that come from Obeying God and Jesus Christ. One last story before we depart to be together again next week. When I chose to allow the Spirit of Christ in my heart, when I chose to quit smoking, to quit drinking, to pursue a life that is pleasing to the Lord, 
by going to church, living up to my first covenant, ministering to those around me, uh, fulfilling my callings when I've taken advantage of all that is offered to us. And mind you, not all at once, but over time, as I don't want to overwhelm myself, I have been blessed with blessings I didn't know that I needed. I have had answers come to me that otherwise eluded me. I have felt the peace in the center of my being, my very core, about a life that is wrought with many trials, daily trials, and I have experienced that extra bit of courage and energy when I thought that I had absolutely none left. It is a joy to my heart and soul to participate in sweet obedience to that which is righteous and true. The reassurance that I I am on the right path, heading in the correct direction, honestly, for the first time in my life, leaves me content and joyful. I have found my home, my peace, my life, and my eternal hope. Because of this, I know all will work for our good, and I do not fear the future or my children's future. For through obedience, I can rest assured that all will be well as only He knows how to perfectly provide. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and, and to spend time with me. As always, I can be reached uh, via DM on Instagram at LDSRPRLpodcast, or you can email me at LDS Real People Real Lives, all spelled out, at gmail.com with your stories of obedience or hope or even faith. Remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Until next time, stay healthy, faithful, hopeful, and God bless. May you too find the sweet peace which comes from obedience. Take care.